Okay, um, whoever is responsible for this... Um, Has to introduce it. Yes, this bargain bin of despair. Um, oh, okay. So, so Lagan, I think that might be you. Oh, lovely. Yeah, no, so... Um, this is maybe the more obtuse category that it could come up with, but it's sequels to a horror movie franchise that, for whatever reason, decided to go to space... The way I've been joking about it is that they jumped the shark so high they went into orbit. <laughs> good, 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 good. Um, um, okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. Would you want to explain it, it seems... how your your selection process for the <laughs> um, like uh, you know wh- which one of the poops on offer did yeah. you pick? So it started off with. Uh, the two of Jason X and Leprechaun, because those are the two I know of, and then Brian added in uh, Critters 4. Um, And it seems like they kind of just all capitalized on wanting to do a space horror movie, but not necessarily, like, needing to do one, if that makes sense. (laughs) No, not at all. None of these were necessary to ever be made it's funny that struck me as well because when i was watching jason x i thought of the other big slasher genres the halloweens and the um freddy kruegers and they never it got pretty silly later in those series but they never took the quantum leap into space yeah freddy krueger was pretty silly just like anyway in all of his movies so something weird about all of these like We've done some movies that have tried to capitalize on like uh, um, some movies that were happening uh, during the time of its release, and like a lot of movies have done this. Like, look at Star Wars. There's plenty of Star Wars ripoff movies that came out like right after Star Wars or whatever. But I can't think of any movie that these are trying to like grab some of the glory of oh. and like use it i can i mean but i guess that's it's franchise yeah so. well look let's get into have we decided um we need to introduce each movie and and lagan um have you decided on an order and would you like to introduce the first one um yeah so i think i think the one that might be good to start with is is critters because that um has a more logical step for how to get to space since it does involve aliens. So maybe that's a good starting point, and then it gets a little more okay ridiculous. Introduce Critters, summarize Critters 4 briefly. A very brief, because then we'll get into all the plot points as we go along anyway. So Critters are this alien species that are basically little uh, puffballs that are will eat anything in sight. And... The previous movies, they've been fighting these things to the point where the main character, Charlie, is about to destroy the last two eggs. But then this uh, intergalactic federation's like, no, you can't do that. That would be species uh, extinction. And even though these things are evil, they're like, we can't, we need to preserve them. And so they have him loaded up in a pod, but it also launches him into space. Um, but then the pod gets intercepted by these space scavengers mm-hmm. who then become like involved in the movie. Um, and then, uh, they wind up on this abandoned space station to try to sell it, but it, things go south. Yeah. Obviously. And, and, and off we go with the movie. Um, yeah, off we go with the movie. Um, I suppose 
for me, Critters was always a really fun thing from my childhood, especially the first two. Yes. Which are quite entertaining. Fond memories of those. Yeah, very fond. The first two are quite entertaining and quite memorable. I'm not sure I can remember the third one at all. Um, but I Leonardo remember... DiCaprio's in it. That's right. No. That's right. Well, Angela Bassett's in this one, so I yeah. guess... Leonardo DiCaprio is a small child in Critters yeah. 3. And it's funny, uh, another person, I mean, we're going to get into it later... Jennifer Aniston started her career in the first Leprechaun movie. Yeah, she did. Yep. Yeah, so like Critters 1 and 2 were really fun. Like they were B-movies, but well-made, uh, well-made schlocky B-movies. Um, I, I suppose the whole, this Critters 4 for me suffered from what all of these things suffered from were out of ideas. But I suppose it was more of a, as Lagan said, a, a natural progression to put them into space. Um I didn't find much in this memorable. What what do other people think? I of all the of all the films we watched, this one I, I disliked the most. And yeah. that's a shame because it's from the best the, um genre I the, not the yeah, the franchise I cared about the most. Yeah, I had exactly the same feelings, you know, because uh, I had such eighties child watching a horror movie fondness for the first two that this was very disappointing on reviewing. It just felt tired you know there was there was the, my problem was is 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 very it spent a lot of time with schlocky generic 90s bad sci-fi stuff and not enough time with the goddamn critters the film is called critters 4 there's only one scene where there's a lot of them and that's an uh like a bunch of anonymous dudes getting wiped out at the very end before the whole thing blows up. For most of the film, it's just two critters. They spend mm-hmm. all the money. Like when you like imagine you sit down with the director, right? And it's like, oh I'm sorry there wasn't more critters in this critters movie, but we spent all the money on making generic space corridors. And it's like nobody cares about that. Nobody wants a generic space corridor. Everybody they come to see critters for critters. And you didn't put very many in this That's movie. That's the thing, like w- when you look at this movie, and it's actually true of all of these movies. There's a bit of production. I mean, I know it's not an A production, but there was money spent and there was some fairly large set pieces that were moderately well put together and looked reasonably okay and photographed That's pretty cool. well. The I sets will were fight good. You. There I was will the... fight you. Yeah, I will fight you if you later on try to say that there was money spent on Leprechaun 4, but let's talk <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually beg to differ, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. But, um, I mean, money had to be spent that. at one point. Yeah, no, there was some there was some practical effects, but anyway, but uh, yeah, back we kept back... enjoying when uh, when they kept uh, projecting a digital screen onto an actor's face, uh, to you know to simulate space screens. Yeah, um, yeah, like them actually looking at a space screen. Yeah, um, yeah. Who was it? Brad Dorf or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like, can we talk about the cast of? Critters 4 Let's and get back how to critters. good it is. Let's get back Before to Critters 4. Before it gets lost, because it's such a minor point, I would just like to point out with Brad Dorf sitting there with a projector pointed at his face to simulate Brad Dorf as looking at a screen. I did that in a super low budget thing I was making. I wanted to make it look like a guy was watching a Batman cartoon and um, the person complained a realistic mount, amount. They were like, Mike, you're blind. You're physically blinding me. I have to do this scene in sunglasses because otherwise I'll go blind. So I was very impressed with Brad Dorf sitting there taking it like a champ. Somebody with a high-powered projector projecting space screen on his face to make it look like reflecting on his face. Well, he's a, he's a professional. 
He's very much professional. Okay, yeah, but we could talk about the cast now. Brad Dorf is in it. Brad Dorf, Angela Bassett, and low rent, or depending on how you look at it, uh, high rent Tommy Wiseau, whoever that guy is. Remember the space captain? Oh, yeah. And how he talks and looks exactly like Tommy Wiseau, except a little less beat up. And looks like a knockoff Jeremy Irons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I also thought he looked like the dad from Fringe a bit. <laughs> oh, just, uh, John just Noble. mishmash. Yeah. All of these people better actors than this guy, except for Tommy Wiseau. I guess. I don't know. They're about the same level. It was pretty garbage. Yeah, I, I don't have a huge amount to say about Critters 4. I just found it disappointing, and um, yeah, not a lot of Critters. And then there it was... It certainly was disappointing for that fact that there just weren't any Critters. Like, there was a point in the movie where the Critters... So, this, this space station that they happen upon, or are directed to, um, has is like some sort of black ops for the business that they're trying to sell this pod to and there's like they're they're doing genetic engineering to make like little monsters to as weapons so the critters get into that obviously it's like Chekhov's genetic engineering bay um and they start making more and more and more and then still still nothing yeah that felt almost unnecessary um the um subplot about them trying to make a, a killing machine and they introduce another little kind of a critter that isn't too healthy that almost felt a bit contrived or i don't know that and, uh, yeah it was in a video file they found so it's like completely pointless like it would do you know what would have made this film better if there was lots of critters and lots of the other critters and we had like there was mm. humans in it but it was mostly a puppet on on puppet war, <laughs> yeah. like a war for supremacy between. There's two races of things that eat humans. Oh, maybe that's what you could have: is that the 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 other race of horrible little monster creature steals the humans and is going to eat them or lay eggs in them or something, and then the critters steal them back because they want to eat them, and it's just the humans become a trophy in this horrible, disgusting puppet war. <laughs> It's a it's a puppet alien versus predator. Yeah, yeah. Can we get a critters versus gremlins movie Hollywood? Oh my god! Please, yes. It's probably too far past that window, but it's not. Too, it's not too far past because there's a critters TV series now, and uh, I watched the trailer for it. Yeah, it just looks like lame CG. And there was a 2019 critters movie that was probably lame CG as well. Oh, yeah. well, no, they had puppets. They totally had puppets. You know, there's that wonderful practical effect. I don't know if it's Critters 1 or Critters 2, where there's a giant ball of Critters. Yeah, they did that in the 2019 movie. But I saw in the trailer for the TV show they did that, but it was just clearly a big CG ball. Oh, well, yeah. I guess it's harder to... It's easier to do, like, a CG Critter ball than to, like, get all of them and make a big one. Um, this w- This film would be regular disappointing, if you were watching it without caring about the Critters thing. But it's super duper disappointing because it was a weird move in the Critters sequels where it suddenly became about Charlie, the special needs man, that was the butt of the joke in Critters 1 and 2. But so now Critters 3 was about Charlie, the bounty hunter. Because it's kind of like a weird, funny coda in Critters 2. They're like, Charlie, you're a bounty hunter now. And then they fly off. But it's like... Like, you're a bounty hunter now because we've taken care of all the actual critters on the planet, so you won't actually be doing anything. 
this is just like a funny little coda and then they fly off. Then in Critters 3, it is about Charlie. It is about Charlie chasing down Critters. And you're like, oh, wow, they really irresponsibly gave that job to a man who clearly was like not not quite right. And then Critters 4, we have Charlie and the bounty hunter guy. He he makes a reappearance. The, the, the bounty hunter from Critters 1 and 2 that we liked. Ugh. He makes a reappearance as this character who sucks, you know? And it's like, it's... Yeah, for some reason he's evil now. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why that happened cuz he was a good guy at first. And I mean, they did the Tremors, didn't they? Where like Tremors yeah. started with what Kevin Bacon, right? And then wound and up then with the gun guy. It just guy. became yeah, it was just about the gun guy after a while. It's funny. Maybe Charlie is an idiot savant at murdering animals. That that <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, he's literally like Lenny from Mice and Men but with critters. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yep. <laughs> Yep. The, the actor who plays him, is there a story behind him? This all sounds rather familiar. Is he related to someone? Or is there a oh reason he's in, is, is there a reason? There's a reason I think he's in every movie. Apart from the fact that, as you say, Tremors, it took the standard course that you see in a lot of these franchises where a sub-character becomes the main character in later movies because they can't afford anyone else. But I, I, I thought I read or heard somewhere that he's related to someone, even in the I, titles. I I know, you see, here's the thing, I'm trying to make sure I'm not getting mixed up with Phantasm, because I know for a fact the weird main character in Phantasm was like the brother of the director, but that's, he's a, even a similar looking dude. Um, yeah, and but, I, I suppose uh, it's it's a common trait in B-movie franchises as well, that there's some sort of peculiar nepotism going on towards the end. Um, so yeah. Don Keith Hopper. Yeah, the um, character development did feel very strange, Um like they had Charlie, but then they introduced all these new people, and I kind of like the dynamic they had going on, where they had the like the evil boss that they were all united against. But then the team that they have along starts like revealing that he has dad issues, and like even drops the like "You're not my dad" on Brad Dorf, and like then when spoilers, Brad Dorf dies. There's this moment where it's supposed to be, like, sad because he was supposed to be the father figure even though he hadn't been up to this point. Yeah, I'm not sure what the whole deal was with that. I mean, it was I, don't, just... I don't know. It, it felt like they wanted to go somewhere with, oh, secret, secret dad because kids from Earth or whatever, like, 45 years ago or something. Or like fifty years didn't. ago, and they didn't because fucking reasons. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Are they planning I just, on another movie? I I looked up Don Keat Opper. He wasn't actually related to anyone in the Critters films. Amazingly, he must have just been cheap and um, wanting to do it. Just needed that paycheck. Yeah, yeah. It's just just down to poor writing, really. Um, do we have much more to say about Critters for? This was this was a very disappointing movie. Like they had a great cast. That like, well, two two of the cast members are just amazing actors with like a great resume. Yeah, yeah the, if... the actors were certainly trying; they just didn't have much to work with. No. Yeah, yeah. It's just a dull script and a dull every like everything about the film is dull. Like I kind of um, waver on whether I like the look of grungy sci-fi where everything is kind of very cheap, and uh, this one made me feel like oh wow it's no because there's other <laughs> films where it's like grungy sci-fi like 
There's like other ones like the Death Machine that the I Blade have as... Runner. What you see here's the thing about Blade Runner is that obviously spent a lot of a money. Lot of money. On it. I'm talking about like it's a low light and it's obviously just some office unit and that kind of like and I um I have a I I feel like I have a soft spot for those movies and then I watch Critters Four and then I'm like no. Yep. <laughs> yep. Or like Dark Side of the Moon. But no, but those yeah. things. Here's the thing. It was very dark side of the moon. Yeah. Uh, but but the thing you're describing, that aesthetic, can work very very well. But I think, what I think about that aesthetic is this movie is kind of too late for that. The movie need, need, that aesthetic in like late seventies, early eighties, with a cheesy synth score, can work wonderfully. If you think of something like um, Dark Star by John Carpenter, but this movie, it's just kind of too late for that. It just looks naff and cheap. And everything is kind of broadly lit. It kind of relates to what we were saying before about the 90s aesthetic regarding cinematography and um, lighting. It doesn't always age well uh, compared to other periods. You know, it just seems to age badly. If you like Critters, this movie ain't the one to watch. Uh, so I had to watch this movie a couple of times because it's just not very memorable. Was there a scene where the critics had subtitles? Uh... That's a staple of the franchise, so I presume there was. It is, I but I, it was in... One time I watched it and caught it and was like, oh, hey, Critter subtitles. And in another one, I don't remember there being any. Was there just, like, one scene where the Critters, like, rolled down a hallway and were, like, about to... Yes. Right, they, there was one scene with Critter's <laughs> subtitles where it's like, all right, let's get out of here, let's go get the kids or whatever. Yeah, they were like, you get the food, I'll get the kids. Yeah, oh, and right. like, that's it? But that's... That was the only scene where the critters talk? They're hyper-intelligent in the franchise. Yeah, well, I mean, this is why this movie is such a Weird. disappointment, because I remember watching Critters, I remember in, like, the early 2000s, when a lot of people of my age revisited horror movies from their childhood, because now you can get them on DVD, and renting Critters, and laughing out loud watching the first one, because I had forgotten the wonderful, memorable moment with subtitles, and you all remember this, I'm sure, where the shotgun sticks out of the door of the farmhouse and one of the critters in subtitles goes, they have weapons, and the other critter goes, so what? And then the shotgun fires and the critter beside him just explodes in a halo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And, the, and the other critter, it comes up in subtitles, just goes, fuck. Right? <laughs> you go, oh. that's great. <laughs> See, that's the charm of the Critters franchise, is, like, they they know that their movies aren't fucking serious, so have fun with it, right? But I had forgotten yeah. that bit from my childhood, and I remember watching it and playing that bit again because it made me laugh. And there was nothing like that in this movie. No, and the thing there is, wasn't anything funny in this goddamn movie. No, and here's the thing, because it's a subtitled exchange, it'd be so easy to do a gag with them. You know, yeah. it would be yeah. so easy to write a couple of gags for the Critters. The closest they got was making one have a bald patch because of the way he got shot. Right? Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. And that was just so he could tell them apart. I guess that was supposed to be funny, but it was lame. I mean, not that it was... Oh, it was just... It's just... I can't remember... Yeah, that is the closest to a funny bit in this movie, but I can't remember any other parts that were, like, funny, funny. I, I guess... The way the evil boss died with the critter, like, jammed in his mouth was kind of funny. Captain Evil Boss. Yes, Captain Evil Boss. Yeah. Rick. Yeah, that was kind of funny, but, like, they weren't going for it. 
they they weren't going for a funny scene. They were going for like kind of grotesque critters murder scene because that was the mm. first critters murder scene in the movie, and traditionally those are kind of gross. There was the moment where that other guy died because he was so desperate to scoop up all of the generic unlabeled drugs. Yeah, right. That was funny, but I don't think that was supposed to be. Yeah, that was just peculiar. That just felt odd. Like this guy, he's meant to be what a junkie, and they're not really doing anything with that. Um, funny addiction's not funny, guys. Come on, ah, come on. You can do a funny junkie joke. Do you know what would be funny? It would be. This is what I would do with Space Junkie. Is either if you want him to live, the critters are trying to eat him, and he in a panic throws a handful of drugs down the tr- critter's mouth, and then yeah, that would have been great. The or the critters just eat him. And because he was filled with drugs. <laughs> they get high? Yeah, they go like, on a drug like, trip. What the fuck was this guy on? Well, who was the actor in this that played the kind of nerdy guy with glasses? That's Brad Dorf. Brad Dorf. Yeah, Brad Dorf. It struck, AKA Wormtongue. It struck me with him because I was like, oh, is this just a thing he does? He's in Critters 4 in space. He was also an alien 4 in space and kind of played the same character. I, Alien was always in space, though. Yeah, he sort of got typecast in a couple of things, but like he's been in a bunch of really good movies. Yeah, he's he's a fine character actor who always pops up. Um, but yeah, it just struck me. Oh, he kind of played the same character in Alien Four, except that was a real movie. <laughs> uh, debatable. Of the same things in other movies. We totally forgot that they stole the trash compactor scene from Star, Star Wars. Wars. Everybody yeah. stole the trash like compactor the scene from Star rip. Wars. And it's, it's except it was even lamer because they didn't um the, it, it the didn't walls compact didn't move. yeah it didn't compact <laughs> yeah. it's a trash compactor that doesn't compact and then oh right wait the was that supposed ejector. to be funny actually i forgot there was the thing where reverse psychology they did this really stupid awkward gag you're right with oh use reverse psychology on the computer because it's a woman ha ha i don't think oh, that's yeah, what it was because when they got onto the um the space station they identified that the computer that was running it was malfunctioning so they just said everything in reverse no but the guy says like don't do this it's a female computer and the guy says reverse psychology just like my ex wife don't put your gender norms on the computer that, no but that was in the movie <laughs> that, that was, was in the in movie the fucking... you just <laughs> because it has a lady voice well then they no, shouldn't put their gender the, norms the guy, on this computer the guy said just like my ex wife so it was going for the whole you know and look it doesn't why are we yeah, I guess. this movie is just uh um, but I think we've, I think we've, said, I think now we've said everything yeah, we've we definitely say def- about this, yeah, fucking humorless, soulless, empty husk of a of 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 a, the 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 last little dribble of a beloved franchise. Yeah, yeah, so sad yep. because as I said, the first two, I remember revisiting the first two on DVD in the early two thousands with such glee and happiness. You know, yeah, they were fun. You know, watching it with fun. with I remember watch as I said, watching it and laughing out loud, and there was none of that here. Watching it and just going, ah, oh, just get through this fucking thing. But um, well, speaking of laughing out loud, should we go to the yeah, can next some, movie? Can somebody? Well, firstly, have we decided what the next movie is and who shall introduce Lega, it? Lega, Lega, what's the next movie, and then one of us will introduce it. Yeah, please uh, say Leprechaun feel, for it. I feel like we should end on a certain one, so I'm going to say Leprechaun is next. <laughs> so Leprechaun Four. Does anybody know what year Leprechaun Four will um uh, was was made in? I think yeah, 1997. 1997. So 1997, a mere year or two before The Matrix came out, 
Leprechaun. Lepre- <laughs> is it Leprechaun 4 as well? Or am I just caught? Yes. Am I getting confused? Leprechaun 4. Leprechaun 4 in space. Leprechaun 4 in space came out. and Oh my good God, Jesus. You see, here's the thing. If you had told me this was a sci-fi comedy made in the mid-70s, I'd be like, <laughs> Okay, this this tracks. It's it's kind of garbage, but it's kind of fun, I guess. But it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, God, it's, it's... films made in the mid seventies were awful. And then and it's like no, nineteen ninety seven, a full twenty years later. Like it would be funny to find out that it was made by some Italian director who loved sci-fi films from the seventies and just wanted to do a sci-fi film from the seventies. Or maybe they realized since this was going to be like a ridiculous sci-fi comedy anyway let's just not spend any money but then like you were pointing out christian they spent they they obviously did spend money yeah well i'm supposed to be summarizing the plot the plot is there's a leprechaun and it's in space and this movie is garbage yeah that's the plot (laughs) yeah but it's funny it's funny oh and spider-man's in it spider-man's in it (laughs) (laughs) proto spider-man um but um it's funny you get into the 70s because that's the thing that struck me was the level of misogyny in this is like Barbarella level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just outrageous for the mid 90s. What, what did yeah. they call her? Cookie Princess? One of those? But just the gratuitous, you know, it felt like, do you know what this movie felt like? It felt like you had to spend two hours with a 16 year old who has a titty mag. Like, that's what it felt <laughs> like. It's like, oh, just stop. Just grow up, you know. Um, <laughs> it was just—I just found all of that tedious in this movie. And the contrast, we can get into the finer points, but our, our discussion about money. What struck me in this is none of we, we all agree that the exterior CG is whatever. It's just abysmal. It's like sub video game standard. But then, <laughs> but but here's the thing: the interior sets had production and lighting and were yeah. relatively oh. competent. There was gangways and chains, and some of them looked half decent. And the practical effects were very 80s, almost Paul Verhoeven standard. There was a lot of very phys- physical, gooey monsters and, and, and practical effects that were, if it was an 80s Paul, Verho- Paul Verhoeven movie, would be quite acceptable. So there was production here, which is why it was so striking, the contrast between the poor CG on the exterior and the interior. Why, my theory is that was clearly a first pass. Like, that's the digital animator's first pass. And they couldn't pay him to finish it. They couldn't afford to finish it. <laughs> and watching it, I was just going, if they just left the exteriors out, this movie would look totally different. It's still a shit movie. There's no question yeah. about that. But just get, just don't use the. Why would you use those exteriors? Why would you use them? <laughs> there was a lot of exploding stuff. That's what I mean. There was gooey just like stuff. Shots of blown up leprechauns like a couple of times i did also like uh close to the end when they made uh warwick davis like big they there was (laughs) like a the shrink slash grow ray and they made him big but the set he was on was yeah all small stuff yeah it was very obviously like paper or paper mache (laughs) boxes that he was just sort of throwing around and they made like a tiny set for him i thought that was fun here's the thing i think as a in much the way critters four was completely humorless there was some of the funny stuff in this actually worked in a kind of like weird ridiculous way 
No, 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 no. I no. like I liked Big Warwick Davis. I thought it was I liked spicy. that, but the rest of what this movie was going for, like the leprechaun's puns, just no, fucking no, jettison actually, yourself. Yeah. Put him in an airlock. Yeah, you know That's you're what totally they did. Right. Jettison your jokes. Um, oh no, Lagan Lagan pointed out there, and uh, yes, that's exactly what they did, though. At the end, hey, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, yeah the, this... the 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 again, just the script in this is appalling, um, just appalling. And what all of these movies have in common is they all, interestingly, I mean, this is the thing that struck me, and it's probably obvious, is that they all borrow heavily from the aliens idea of the company wants the creature. Uh, 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 yeah, it, it, they all have that riff in them, but just the script is like it's like a. It felt like a fever dream, honestly. It's like mm-hmm. like they were like, "Why? Why is the leprechaun in space? Don't care. He's in space. <laughs> yeah. We're going. We don't have I time for that." Had some serious problems. Like they, there was no setup to anything in this movie. Like, why is the leprechaun in space? Where's oh, oh, his goal? Oh, I want to. I want to point out that the setup to the movie, which was garbage was that the leprechaun has been terrorizing this company's mining operations and has been inter- disrupting their mining which is like weird and bizarre right it's like it's so this com- evil anonymous evil company presumably mines gold in space and this leprechaun yep. has been interrupt like I don't know once you get into space and you get the idea of the leprechaun having gold in space yeah it's right like, what wouldn't the it be hell? like all of space but as a yeah but as I said this just struck me as the guy who wrote this watched aliens and said oh the marine stuff is cool can we do that with our franchise and then the answer was no <laughs> <laughs> no no well the movie the no. movie definitively proved it was no. But they had to make the movie to prove that point. But ah, <laughs> yeah. um, um, oh, Matt, can we talk about? Can we please talk about the? I was just saying before about how there's such a unevenness in that some of the visuals are pretty good, and then some of the visuals are shockingly poor, which strikes me as though someone didn't get paid. But can we talk about <laughs> the sergeants? Um, Play-Doh tinfoil oh, head, please. Yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, I was, it was looking so at that. obvious that the like the. It was so obvious. He went, "Yeah, oh. I want to. I I want to do this, but I don't want to shave any of my hair off. Can we somehow do it where I don't have to?" I was looking at that, going, "If I needed to do that for one of my little amateur movies, it would look better. Like yeah. it would actually look better. It just it was some tinfoil and some Play-Doh." Yeah, it was exactly, or like silly putty. Like, it was obvious that they just, like, took a piece of metal and, like, just well, puttied it, it prob- probably to this plastic. guy's head. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they, it was so, it was very, but for me, right, I thought, like, um, I was, I was kind of okay with it because everything in this future looks garbage and trash. I was like, maybe that's what, what maybe that's what reconstructive brain surgery looks like in this garbage future. <laughs> <laughs> the garbage nightclub that they have on the ship. Oh, oh yeah, the, oh, the, the garbage nightclub <laughs> back that's alley. on the ship. That's so great. I forgot that. Yeah, I, it's, yeah, it's... and the sergeant with the metal plate in his head dresses as a lady and like starts dancing and singing because the leprechaun well, controls him. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought was yeah. fine. It's funny. That was your. That was the one scene you like in the movie. No, no, because every <laughs> scene with Doctor Mittenhand was yes. amazing. <laughs> 
best part of the yeah, movie. Yeah, actually, Dr. Mittenhead, and again, the, the practical effects around him, I enjoyed. And I, I enjoyed the, the practical effects when he got turned into a spider scorpion. That and was his, his big reveal I, of, like, he's actually mostly a robot and just has, like, one arm and the upper yeah. half of his torso. Those practical effects weren't so bad. They were pretty convincing. Yeah, as, Every as scene I said, after that with him, I was like, you know... They, I buy this. they looked like the practical effects from Total Recall, so it looked yeah. like it looked like a, a good uh, schlocky eighties kind of a thing. So I enjoyed those, and the only I felt like he as of, of the actors, he was also giving the most. Effort. Yes, yes, and it struck me that this guy—I mean, he was playing it like a Nazi. Like this guy, I don't know if they get him off theater or stage, but he'd make a fantastic Nazi in a war crime movie. You know, he had the, he had that <laughs> well, presence. Yeah, maybe, maybe like a comedy Nazi film. Yeah, like like Iron Sky or something. But um, yeah, yeah, he he had that gravitas. But that's what he was going for. But um, yeah, it, like even the um, we talk about critters been so disappointing, and I know this is silly, but when the leprechaun dropped in the scorpion and the spider into the ooze, I was like, ooh, maybe something interesting will happen now. You know, and there was very few of those moments in critters. So. It's it's still it's still a terrible movie and and I found the misogyny super tedious. Um, yeah, no, like they definitely had interesting kills, but the thing was that they just had the leprechaun like when they didn't know what to do with him, like he just kept pulling out a gun. Like, <laughs> yeah, like right. Like this leprechaun who throughout the movie, like no rules applied to him. He just like manifest whatever he wanted and had ultimate control over reality just like pulls out a gun and starts shooting i I think that's a big problem with the leprechaun franchise as a whole is the what does the leprechaun want why is it taking him any effort to do it considering he seems to have q from star trek type powers like he he seems to have like godlike powers but he always seems to be like um you know, like the, I don't understand why why the Leprechaun movies exist. If the Leprechaun can do the things he could do, like he, I've only I, I haven't seen the original one in ages. I've only saw the remake of the first Leprechaun film lately, but it's the same kind of thing. Of like he he asks people for his gold, and then they don't give him his gold, and then he kills them in a ridiculous way, and it just keeps going. It's like what if he has He's all these a slave crazy to his greed. No, but if, even if he's a slave to his greed, why does it ma- like he could just make? I mean, maybe gold is the one thing he can't magic. But even <laughs> then, he could magic himself to the place where the gold is. I don't know why it's an issue. You know? He can well, absolutely even... magic gold because he does it in the beginning of this movie. Also, uh, he he he's defeated by his gold in like the first movie. Like, he wants his gold, and then you use his gold against him, and he goes away. That's one, I'm pretty sure that's how the mechanics yeah, of defeating but, the but, leprechaun Yeah, works. but the, the fact that his magic powers are so ill-defined, it, it makes... Yeah, like, I, I like it makes every scene with the leprechaun, you're going like, Oh, he's going to do something weird and wacky now, that's kind of fun. But in the context of, like, the movie and moving the movie forward, you're like... Why does any of this shit matter? Oh, it doesn't. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, this one especially, his goal is to become Space King, like King of all Cosmos or whatever, and so he kidnaps a princess, yeah. and, but, like, why? A space princess, <laughs> a space princess <laughs> with magic breasts. Don't forget well, that. 
Yeah. Oh my god. No, yeah, they that... they just mark and someone blood? to death. Magic right? blood too. It's just a declaration of like a death sentence. It's, it's showing someone your tits. boobs is the declaration of a death sentence. Yeah. Um, sure. Also, because they had to get some tits in there somehow. We have to point out that you know they ripped off Alien, except instead of a chest burster, there's a penis burster scene. Yeah. Oh. That's yeah. a thing. Didn't in that happen movie. in a different Leprechaun movie? I don't know. I'm not familiar with this franchise as much as you are, Brian. So... Oh, well, it's been a long time since I've seen I, I, the earlier ones, except for Leprechaun in the Hood. That movie is fantastic. I saw <laughs> Leprechaun in the Hood. Is there a recent Leprechaun movie? Hang on. I get yes. yes. What, is it, yes. what is it called? Oh, he ca- That one came out of the stomach, though. When he... It wasn't the dick. No, just... you're in the remake, in the Leprechaun remake, without Warwick Davis, because Warwick Davis pro- finally said, you know, I have self-respect. The, um, yeah, he co- like like Lagan said, there's a, another Leprechaun burst gene out of someone's scene, but it's out of the stomach, not the dick. Um, is there a recent, the dick. a recent Leprechaun movie with Americans 2014. going... 2014. Uh, is the plot that Americans go to Ireland, is that the movie I've seen? No, oh, I don't no. think any of the Leprechaun movies take place in Ireland. Oh no! Maybe the first so one. <laughs> maybe Jennifer Aniston moves to. No, I, maybe I'm getting confused with another thing that I saw. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, Can I talk about the princess? Can I talk about the princess? Yeah, talk about the princess. Yeah, because I was okay. So at the start of the film, you see this princess, and she's wearing like a Flash Gordon costume, like of, of like being a space princess, and I assumed. That, that was just something the leprechaun put her in because the leprechaun is small a small horny Irish person so they're gross but then <laughs> the but then it transpires that no she's actually from a different race of people like I think like an alien race of people because she has yes. different blood and stuff and that's like what made me think oh this is like a goddamn 70s you know because that, that'd be like a 70s touch in a sci-fi film that there's an alien race that looks exactly human except for this one thing that like she has magic blood that makes her heal real quick but looks human in every other um respect and there's lots of parts where she's like on a table and there's like gross scientists looking at her but her herself her character is written like she's a gross person and uh, i just I, that was the part that made me think like was this written by a guy from the 70s I think she was written as a gross person because the leprechaun is supposed to be gross too. So they tried to like play each. They were both evil and like she just wanted to marry the leprechaun and then kill him to get his gold. And he wanted to marry her to become space king or mm-hmm. king of these people, yeah. whatever. She's but a I, costume, like, and then kill her because she's me. an annoying bitch. I think, the, yeah, I think there was more going on there where, again, the whiff of misogyny and frustration of this movie I found overpowering because I think that the way she was written as a horrible person was just a guy going, oh, yeah, look, you see, hot women really like money. You yeah. know, and, I, yeah, I kind of liked it, actually, that they were almost made for each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. like... I. I didn't expect her magic blood to become a plot point, though. I will admit. But was that. it not just was it not just a painful allegory of you see, hot women will go with an ugly guy if they have money? I mean, there was a lot of that going on. There was definitely yeah, a lot yeah. of that. I I thought that I also liked the uh, dichotomy between the princess and the leprechaun by the end of the movie, but everything up to the point where 
It was like, oh, they're plotting to like stab each other in the back because they're just greedy, awful people. Uh, it was, yeah, misogynistic yeah. and garbage. There was also that weird scene where like he makes her face ugly for like a minute. Yeah. Pointlessly. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, this... It also wasn't even that ugly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Space I, Princess is super hot, and putting fake boils on her isn't going to really... Yeah, so yeah, that was the movie. Is there anything else I was sub- we need yeah. to talk about in this, in this, in this movie? I'm just God, curious. no, please no. No, I'm really curious uh, about what happened. <laughs> I suppose when I watch these movies, I'm always curious about the production and the development, and I want to know what happened with the CG. You know, because we've got a moderate amount of money being spent on the practical stuff, and zero money being sp- spent on the CG. I'd love to know what happened there. Did they not pay some? I think that was just it. I think it was they spent most of their effects budget on C- on uh, practical effects stuff because they were going to have a lot of inside sets or inside warehouses or whatever. There was going to be and more production. And paying Warwick Davis. Warwick I, Davis, I, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And like the the rest of the budget for like the the meager amounts of shots of spaceships or whatever um like you don't if you're gonna have like three or four scenes where you need space stuff like you don't need to spend any budget on that and in fact they had so little budget for the cgi that when uh dr mittenhand was revealed to be mostly a robot and there was like the big window behind him that was supposed to go into space yeah. it wasn't cgi it was just a blanket with holes punched in it and lights behind it. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I i noticed that as well it looked like christmas lights were just hung yeah no but that was a 19 that's another kind of 90 weird 1970s thing like this film was directed by somebody uh, directed by brian trenchard smith if you look him up He's not that old. Like he's old, but he's not that old. It's it's weird that he directed uh, managed to direct a um film that looks like it's from the seventies. He was maybe... born in nineteen forty six, which means that a lot of his sensibilities were probably gotten from the seventies. Yeah, because the the, 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 the the princess looks like Barbarella. You know, it's that, that the, the makeup, even the makeup and the clothes have that aesthetic, you know? Um I, so I was trying to look up to see was there the Wikipedia page for Leprechaun Four has nothing interesting except for it has I didn't realize oh, the movie has, has zero, nothing interesting zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes and three point <laughs> five out of ten on IMDb three point five out of ten is low <laughs> yeah considering yeah. five is like seven for IMDb and the VHS cover um. The VHS cover for uh, Leprechaun, uh, it has it's it's so garbage. So it's like they spent two minutes making it. The VHS cover was a picture of the moon lander on the moon. Oh, I saw with that a little American flag, <laughs> and that was the that was the cover for Leprechaun Four. And the Leprechaun is kind of hovering ominously over the moon lander on the moon. Yeah, <laughs> I, like... I I saw that, and to me that just looked like it was the concept poster before they made the movie or even had a script. It was like the classic Ed Wood joke of have you a script? Nope, but I have a poster. Um, that's what that looked like. But yeah, the download I got had that terrible, terrible artwork. Um, so <laughs> Leprechaun Four. How can we can we close a bad entry for a bad franchise? Can we close the lid on that space garbage shoot of 
despair. Sure. Yeah, I would say Leprechaun Four is is um, is actually worth seeing if you're somebody who has infinite free time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Leprechaun Four of unlike Critters, where there might have been a natural evolution, not even evolution, but pathway to put the thing in space. Leprechaun Four, like the next movie we're going to get into, it just whiffs and stinks of oh, you know what, we're out of ideas, put it in fucking space. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, we should get into the next one because... Here we go! <laughs> um, it's, uh, the next one is obviously Jason X. Who would like to introduce that? I'll take a stab at it if you want. Um, Jason X. Uh, the Jason franchise, which is the Crystal Lake slasher franchise, which is a franchise I'm not too familiar with, but because there's so much in pop culture... A lot of the references I know about anyway. So the movie starts and again, this whole riff of the government wanting a super killer weapon. Jason Voorhees, for some reason, maybe there was exposition in previous movies as to why, but I'm not aware of it, So, but it didn't matter. They wanted the uh, his regenerative, re- regenerative properties. Okay, but uh, yeah, and that's established. But I was just wondering, in previous movies, had that been established or does this movie just start and boom, the government have him? Or was there a previous um, setup to that? There was a setup because Jason X. This is the tenth Jason movie. Okay, but but no, but but what I'm asking like in is Jason Nine. Do, 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 does Jason Nine doesn't end with the government having captured Jason? Does right? it? Does anyone know? I'm just asking that because um... I was curious watching it. But anyway, so the, it doesn't. But it doesn't matter. The movie starts and Jason has been held in a top security, um, super high tech government car park, and. <laughs> and because because they want to cryogenically freeze him and they want his regenerative properties it all goes wrong and scientist lady or whoever she is gets frozen with him after he kills and dispatches all of the soldiers and she kind of gets him to go into the cryo chamber but he stabs her through the cryo chamber because the cryo chamber is made of paper mache and she gets stabbed and the gas is released and the book is frozen and then we cut, and it's the future, and Earth is decimated, and a space salvage crew are down on Earth, and they find the two of them, and they put them onto the ship, and there's a sleazy professor with his sexy college girls on the ship, yeah. uh, for some reason. And sexy robot. And a sexy robot. Well, I, I have to say that, uh, Christian, I get the feeling that you did not like this movie. I kind of liked it quite a lot. No, no, so here's the thing. This is my favorite movie, but I'm just... Yeah. Of, of the three. So anyway, so uh, yeah, so frozen defrosting Jason Voorhees and frozen defrosting scientist lady are now on the ship and we can get into the rest. And it's the uh, and it's the year 2450 something. Off we go. Boom. That's it. That's the setup. So Jason is now in space. I, I, I want to do a side note because we were trying to calculate what year it was because they, they say things like, Hockey, because they were identifying the master, like, hockey was outlawed in 2045, or 2024. Yeah, it was 2045. No, no, it was 2024, because when they said it, uh, you were like, oh, that'll be the end of Trump's third term as president. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's why I remembered it. And then they, but they, they, um, whatchamacallit, they, by my count, they get the calculation for what year it is wrong in the context of the film because they talk about how the cryopod is from this year and then that means i i don't know they got the year that they were supposed to if you add up all the dates in the film they got their own year that they were supposed to be set in the film in wrong by 10 years 
I can't remember no, the math. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? They said it was twenty four fifty five when we calculated that it was actually twenty four fifty seven. Yeah, it was like it was it was it was funny that it was like we we got hung up on what date the film was supposed to yeah, be set. In. Yeah, yeah, they and fucked it up real bad. Fi- we did simple got, edition. Yeah, the film got its own date that it was set in wrong let me, based on the evidence it presented in the film. Yeah, I, it, it does, let me just say about this movie: of the three, it was my most favorite, and I'm not a huge fan. Sorry, not a huge fan. I, I don't know much about the Jason franchise, but I know enough to get all the references, as I said. No, I, I, I quite liked I, I the things I liked about this movie. The Space Salvage crew, right? They seem to be like incompetent and garbage. But then as it's better established later on that they're actually like a college archaeological crew. Like they're, they're, they were yes. visiting Earth as part of like... A, a a like archaeological expedition and i'm like oh that makes sense where they're kind of garbage and not really good at things because these are just shitty college students and then the professor is kind of shitty but what i i just want to say i love the fact that jason he the jason's it's a joke how good he is at killing yeah people. well that's so he it's, kills. it's funny that's the thing that i really liked in this because i yeah. thought oh <laughs> well that's kind of you can nearly see why they got it to this point because I was thinking about Michael Myers and how you could do exactly the same thing with Michael Myers. Because again, the incredible regenerative, almost supernatural properties. So that was a thing. What I liked about this movie, I'm trying to say, is it it's ridiculous. But it nearly felt like the movie is winking at you and saying, we know it's ridiculous. Come along for the ride and it might be fun. It was fun. At some point. Fun. Yeah. And it was fun. Yeah. I think they started off being like, all right, we're going to make another Jason movie. It's going to be a slasher. It's going to be gross. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be serious about it. And then they just sort of gave up and was just like, fuck it. This is the 10th Jason movie. We're just going to go get silly with it. Yeah. They definitely, definitely got silly, especially at the end. Yep. But also immediately with the first, uh, when he gets taken out of the pod. Brian. You've seen more of the Jason films than we have. Is yep. this the first one that's basically, basically, uh, obviously a comedy? Or were the other ones starting to lean in that direction? Or is this? The have first you one? ever heard of a little movie called Jason Takes Manhattan? <laughs> well, I saw that, and I don't remember it being a comedy. I remember it was it definitely being... a comedy. Okay. The problem with the, but the problem with all of these later on into the franchise and the Kruger movies are the same, and even the Halloween ones are the same is. It's easy to go, this is a comedy, but when you're watching it, you're unsure how much of this was intended co- comedy or not. Um, but this one works. It really, really works as a ridiculous, schlocky, hokey. I, 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 yeah, I, I quite enjoyed this. And, and I thought that it was almost subversive in its, in its uh, you know, talking about the regenerative properties of Jason. It was like, this is a, the, the natural way to go with this, to actually do something fun and silly with a completely worn out monster or villain. You know, yeah. this is what to do with it. This is what you do with it. And yeah, there was lots of things in this I really enjoyed. Brian, were you, were you going to mention what happens when they unfreeze him? Because I love that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it has been established in previous movies that like Jason is cursed or something, and cursed to murder all the time, something like that. Right. Or like everybody around him is cursed. So when the the sexy space archaeological nerd poets <laughs> come across the 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 room and the uh, cryo chamber, whatever, um, 
that Jason is supposed to be frozen in. They open up the the thing he's in, and he falls forward, machete in hand, and chops off someone's arm. Des is like, my man. See, I don't give a shit about the Jason films, right? And now I'm I'm immediately like think Jason is awesome. He was frozen solid, and he managed to entertain me. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it was great. It was great. The the thing about this movie, it, it, it I, I watched Leprechaun and I watched this together, and this has, but it didn't annoy me as much. It still has a very strong dollop of misogyny. Um, like there's just gratuitous shots in it, and. This movie oh, is about tw- it's about twenty years old, and I don't know in the current woke Me Too environment, could you get away with? Because this would have been a major theatrical release. Would you get away with that now? I don't think you would. So here's the thing: is we talked about this when we were watching the movie. Um, Jason died or drowned in the first movie because some camp counselors were having sex when they were supposed to be watching him okay so he has a preternatural ability to know when teens around him are having premarital oh, okay. sex and <laughs> wakes up and murders people yeah, yeah 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 so i think because it's part of the jason canon that i'm not sure you could get away with it but you'd certainly have to do it because it's part of his set of abilities yeah it's one of those things that probably started as a joke and then wound up as canon that he basically has premarital sex radar yeah mm-hmm. which is which is again being a bit subversive with some of the horror um yeah. stereo stereotyped or traits commentary well yeah. a lot of the stereotypes started from y- well the yeah friday the 13th because it was the first slasher no that's incorrect halloween was the first yeah, oh, and, Hall- and, and the guy, like Michael years? Myers in Halloween, okay. also has premarital sex radar. Yeah, but it's less, it's less in your face yeah. than these guys just saying it. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which I thought was great. Um, yeah. I thought I, I really liked that gag in the movie where, where he's on the holodeck. Oh yeah, yeah. they have yeah. a holodeck yeah. on the ship. Yeah, <laughs> they have a holodeck used specifically for video games, which it would be used for that in porn once we actually invent them. Yeah, but I think this movie realized that it wasn't it couldn't get away with being serious yeah uh when the the security team came in and were trying to hunt him through the ship and they had all those hooks and drills in the (laughs) big giant room and like after after he pushed some dude over onto the drill and the guy Brian, because I I nearly orgasm I nearly orgasm during that part. Can I talk about that part? Absolutely. Was like, my wife talks about like live music is better than recorded music because you you get into like a like like a, a, a psychic communication. Well, she doesn't use the word psychic, but like you and the musician are like on the same wavelength, and you get into the same energy. You share the energy that the musician is having. I don't ever get that with music. I don't like live music. Live music is not my thing at all. But this film, right? So the guy he picks up he picks up some random soldier dude and throws him onto this auger thing that's like inexplicably stored upright. And and he goes bluff onto the top of it, and I'm like there, and I'm out saying out loud like ah uh, because that's an auger they should have done a thing where he like and then boom the film me and the film are on the same wavelength we're sharing the same energy it cuts to this soldier slowly spinning and it's going <laughs> descending the auger and I'm like oh my god this film is the best film <laughs> and then I had to go change my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I I quite enjoyed a lot of the kills in this yeah. movie. Like they were yeah. very creative. Like with uh, the first one getting her head frozen and smashed. Um, even yeah, that like, was pretty good. Yeah, because every lab just has an open sink of cryogenic fluid of yes. fucking liquid nitrogen because that's yeah. how that works. I am. Um, can we talk as well about the kills? Were very satisfying, but after coming off Leprechaun, there's some of the. Um, the explosions, the exterior spaceship explosion when it collides with the space station. Oh my god, when oh they my just god. murder all those people. <laughs> An entire... <sighs> the CG was so bad for that. Well, just before we get into to, to all the people dying and nobody caring, if I thought it looked fucking amazing after watching Leprechaun because it had... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it had this wonderful... Um, it's from that period when it was clearly a practical special effect. That had been then um, retouched digitally. Like those explosions, if you look at those bits, you know, that's a practical effect. There's real flame and sparks and shit. It's not all CG. Yeah, they used some models for that yeah. shit. So I found, I thought they were great compared to Leprechaun. I thought they looked wonderful. I, 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 yeah, I did think that was funny. Where the, There's always a weird mismatch in garbage sci-fi with the size of spaceships, the number of people on the mm, spaceship, mm. and then like, like yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So you have this spaceship that's inexplicably massive considering it has a crew of like one one it should be as big as a large bus if all it has is like a crew of college and it's probably subsidized by like the space university that they're students for it shouldn't be that big it should be garbage but but mike's but mike's point is correct every sci-fi thing always has that mismatch of people versus every garbage sci-fi thing always has a weird mismatch with like the size of spaceships and the number of people on them and then it plows so this spaceship goes up to the space station and you're expecting the space i was expecting the spaceship to look small beside the space station but it's it's actually like a like a sizable portion maybe like a third the size of the space station i can't remember but it might because their guidance system or whatever it is is broken yeah, it plows across it, and it basically blows up an entire space station. So whatever else happens in the movie, you're left there, and you're asked not to overthink it, because don't overthink anything in this movie. But, like, presumably they just blew up a space station that had a thousand people plus on it, or whatever. They yeah. said that, I, I'm pretty sure the number that they quoted in the movie was 100,000. <laughs> Jason just killed 100,000 people because yeah, he cursed he the ship. Yeah, because he the pilot, right? Yeah, they kill 100,000 people and then say, what do we do now? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good God. I quite liked the piece immediately after that because it was so terribly written and acted when the uh, sleazy space professor is with Jason by himself and he's like, oh, hey guys, he just wanted his machete. Because oh <laughs> <laughs> You can't bargain with Jason. He's going to murder you. It's funny that the guy thought he could. Like, if that was happened early in the film, then yeah, maybe, whatever. But the fact that that happened after Jason did all the crazy shit. <laughs> and, and multiple people told him, the, the scientist lady that got preserved and the guy he had the, the Skype call with. Was also like, yeah. yeah, Jason's this like unstoppable killing machine. We have records. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot the space Skype call. Yeah, there was a, um, a pre-functionary discussion about like, oh, you have Jason Voorhees on your ship. Bring him here, and we'll give you cash for him. 
Yeah, he's like a known quantity 500 years in the future or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but I kind of like that, that they kind of, they really acknowledged in this film how ridiculous Jason is. And like, instead of it, like trying to hide how ridiculous it is, um, it was just like front and center that Jason is this unstoppable killing machine. Yeah, no, that that was the thing I really liked in this because it's acknowledging the ridiculousness of 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 the fact that we're we're nine movies in. He's we've tried every way to kill him. He's been shot, hung, electrocuted. <laughs> you know, clearly there's something special, and the government wanted. Can I say? That one of my favorite scenes in this movie, besides the whole holodeck thing, which we'll get to because there's callbacks in that scene to other previous uh, Friday the 13th movies, was when they were going around the ship and introducing the crew and the sexy lady robot was like had her shirt up and was just like, how do you like these? And then her nipples fall off and make like <laughs> <laughs> like change falling to the ground sounds like clink, 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 clink. <laughs> I had never seen that in a movie and I was overjoyed by that. We rewound it so that everybody could see it. <laughs> that was wonderful. I want to talk about the sexy female robot, right? Because we were when we saw the sexy female robot and then she gets the upgrade to become the killing machine and she's Yeah, dressed... the Matrix killing machine. Here's the fight, thing, Jason. right? She's dressed like something from the Matrix. She's dressed like something from Underworld. She's dressed like the lady from um, Resident Evil. Resident Evil. And she goes, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, well, they're referencing all those. Did it turn out that this film was made before all of those? After. It was made after. No, we looked it up. Before. Yeah. Before. Yeah, Matrix was 1999. This is 2001. It is before Resident Evil. Oh, Underworld. It's before. Is it before Underworld? (laughs) Uh, I believe so. So either. Yeah, the the idea. Jason X was. Yes. Yes. So it's before Underworld and it's before Resident Evil. So, I mean, maybe they're all just ripping off the, the Matrix. They're all just ripping off the Matrix. Well, yeah, I was I, I, I thought it was funny that the hyper-sexed up, like, because, yeah, so it wasn't stealing from Underworld, or the Underworld, Underworld and Resident Evil were stealing from Jason X. <laughs> yeah, they wish. Yeah, I, it was quite hilarious, you know, again, the, the joy of this movie is just running around with a mannequin's head for <laughs> half of the movie, half of the end of the movie. Uh, at least they made it blink. Yeah. 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 There were some scenes where it was actually that lady's head that was like being cradled by the dude because oh, yeah. like you didn't see there wasn't any like space between the head and a- anywhere the poor, else that in the poor frame actress, shot. Right. So the scene is the poor actress is that character who's carrying the head around has the actress in a headlock and so yep. <laughs> that she has to deliver her lines in a headlock. That's great. I actually quite liked the romance between them, but maybe that's... I, no, I, I did The nerd really... romance between the nerd and his sex bot that he built? Yes. The, yep. the, the thing that the romantic, <laughs> the romantic pairing, the la- yeah, that lasted for the entire film and was still intact at the rem- end of the film, was yep. the man and a sex robot. It was great. <laughs> yeah, Jason doesn't recognize robosexuality. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I found all that, again, a bit, like, very entertaining, but again, it just had this... Uh, kind of frat boy whiff off it of oh god a guy he said oh, sure. and then and then just the whole thing of i mean obviously without being gross it's like oh yeah we'll still have him have her head you know and it's like oh guys come on you know 
Well, she was. Just, she, we know what you're thinking. Yeah. She was delivering dialogue and stuff as a head. Like she was delivering. Like she was doing. She was still part of the plot, even though she was just a head. Because they used. Yeah, they to, like, like plugged in the head. Yeah, they plugged in the head to ha- hack like a door or something. And I was like, oh wow, she's still in it. I just think mm-hmm. it was great that for her as an actress, you know, like the schedule. It's like we don't need you on Tuesday. Why? Oh well, we're just using your your dummy head for those shots, so you can take Tuesday off. <laughs> yeah, right. You know. Nice. Well, what I and what I loved as well, and I was like, yes, because I I thought it was great, was when the scientist lady goes back to rescue the head, like like it's yep. the very last scene, and she goes back and she grabs the head and then she runs through to the airlock with the head. That was that was great because like if the, I think that's what raises us above misogyny a little bit because yeah. if it was misogynistic, they would have just left the head behind. I think, but the fact that yeah, they rescued also the head, all the. <laughs> All the guys in the movie were, like, pretty garbage characters and just kind of shitty. And, like, the main hero was a strong female lead. So, well, don't forget there was a lot of misogyny and there was a lot of sexism. But that's just, like, how the Friday the 13th movies had been up until that point. Also, we need to talk about the uh, nanotechnology robo upgrade. Yes, of oh, that's Jason. Great. transformation. Before we move on to the, so just before we move on about the the strong, I just want to point out that that black marine guy, Bronski, the guy was in ch- what? Bronski. Yeah, is that his name? I can't remember. I remember he's his like name. The, yeah, yeah, he's the ultimate ultimate hero in the thing. Is like, yeah, the, everybody, everybody gets to do a thing, and his thing is coming back from being near dead. And helping out at the end. Like he's in it at the start and then there's a chunk in the middle where he's gone and then he comes back and he helps. So he and his thing, his actions result in one of the best slash most ridiculous codas at the yeah, end of the film yeah, ever. Yeah. But yeah, let's talk about the nanotechnology. Let's talk about yeah, the way we'll, the sexy sex robot. Okay, we'll so chronologically they... get to the best parts. Because there's, there's this part where... Um, after the sexy Matrix robot lady gets her sexy Matrix upload, which, odd choice of words, fights Jason, beats him, shoots him in the head uh, into the medical bay where previously at the beginning they had used nanites to revive the uh, doctor lady. So obviously he falls onto the table with the nanites in it and the nanites rebuild him like shredder from ninja turtles 2 he gets like a massive metal upgrade and like you know he just he gets that ooze in him and then he's just fucking awesome so he comes back and is just like what's up robot lady and she's like oh i'm just gonna shoot you a whole bunch and he's like ting 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 bullets don't stop me and then she like runs up and punches him and he's like i'm made of metal and muscles now and then punches her head off so he becomes even more unstoppable in his like comeback from the dead scene in the movie yeah, it's like terminator jason uh, i thought that um I, when he came back, I was like, oh, wow, they're leaving it really late in the movie to introduce the upgraded Jason because the upgraded Jason is like on the cover. But yeah. I did like that it explained why, because, um, you know, because the cover of the film has the upgraded Jason on the cover. And you're like, why in the name of God would anybody turn Jason into a <laughs> cyborg more of a killing machine yeah and then but then the way they did it it was like okay this is still ridiculous but at least they didn't do it on purpose because if yes. this <laughs> if, if if a crappy if this was a crappier film 
uh, it would have been a mad scientist doing it on purpose. So I love, I like that it was an accident. Yeah, I loved, I loved that because I had saw Cyborg Jason in the trailer. I watched the trailer first, and then like we're an hour and ten minutes into the movie, and there's no Cyborg Jason. So it was, <laughs> it really was the icing on the cake. And I mean, this movie, the, like the tagline on the poster should have been, yeah, fuck it, it'll be great. Like that should have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd watch that fucking movie. Uh, evil gets an upgrade. So when when they cyborged him up in the movie, there was still like half an hour left. Yeah, it was great. It was like your dessert has just come and it's fucking awesome. You know, that's what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so after after this, after this is when they oh man, they just gave up or like gave in and was just like <laughs> let's just go with it. We're, it's it's a comedy now. Because after that, they're like, oh shit, we made Super Jason. There's no way that we can beat him. So they trick him into going into the holodeck. Thanks to the scientist lady. That's right. They simulate Crystal Lake. They they simulate Camp Crystal Lake, complete with the cabin and uh, naked teenagers. In sleeping bags, and the sleeping bags part is important. What's the, so what they're is the like, line? "Hey, it's like, oh, we just love premarital sex." Is that yep, it? Yeah, yep, that... <laughs> yeah. It was the, they were gonna drink some beers and smoke some pot and have premarital sex. So Jason <laughs> stares at him, and in the next scene, uh, he has he's beating one of the sleeping bags over another sleeping bag, which is. In addition, another callback to a previous Jason movie, because I forget which one of the early Jason movies uh, had to be severely edited because they had a scene where Jason took someone in a sleeping bag and beat him into a tree for like 10 minutes or whatever, and they had to cut that scene out to have oh, it released okay, in the okay. United States. It looks like uh, part seven. Was it? Okay. Can I just ask, I mean, why is wrong that? Because I, I'm curious as someone who doesn't really know the franchise. Was this the last in the franchise? Has there been a reboot since? Yes. Oh. Um, although the, now they're in a uh, legal battle with the... So the the guy who made the original Friday the 13th is, is claiming that he has like control over the Jason Voorhees character because he mentioned the like boy in the first movie, even though Jason... Jason wasn't later so so there's been no reboot that's right the first jason movie uh didn't have like jason proper like we know him the killer spoilers yeah. for the first fucking friday the 13th movie the killer was the mom jason Voorhees was the don't kid spoil that, that for our upcoming episode it turns out it was an old lady oh shit i do have that category here this movie was the best in the trilogy and our trilogy of movies we watched for this and the most entertaining, and the most fun, and the most self-deprecating, and the most aware, and the least pretentious, and best ending, and best ending, and yeah, lots of things. And I, I yeah, no. as as we said earlier, I really liked the subversiveness where it just went, yeah, fuck it. Legan, do you want to describe the ending? Because I remember I, you I were would very love to. Okay, yeah, describe the ending because it's got the best ending. So the the scientist lady, the nerd, and the robot head are about to escape, but Jason, cyborg Jason's about to get them. But the marine who survived um, shuts the exit door, and it's like you and me. I forget what he says, but it's like 
you know. I mean, they cut away before they fight. And so he gets into a fight with Jason, and they get ejected into space. And this man, it cuts to him riding Jason X's back. Wait, wait, wait. First, you you, you skipped something real quick. Oh, um, does he... Oh, that's right. Because after 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 the ship explodes with the sergeant that's whatever right. fighting Jason, gets Jason, towards the Jason gets pod. exactly, and and then the the space marine comes up again with like a jetpack <laughs> to save the day, and it cuts to this man riding Jason X's back, becoming a meteor. Headed toward Earth 2. Earth 2, because Earth is decimated. There's no lakes yes. on it of any description. So they're they're like, yeah, they're like a meteor descending towards the surface of Earth 2. And this man's going out in a blaze of glory. And it cuts to these couple teens looking up into the sky and seeing this meteor shooting star <laughs> headed right right for a lake. <laughs> right right for a lake. And we're going we're gonna to go go all over again yeah and, and again b- b- because of the treatment they gave this movie it was totally fine with that it was actually satisfying whereas, it was very satisfying yeah, incredible it, in, in another movie where they tried to give this a serious pass you'd go oh that's lame but here it just worked it was just glorious you know um yeah so would we like to do kind of our uh jerry springer's final thought Sure, yes. just one, my last thing about Jason yeah. before we move on is imagine if they, for some bizarre reason, they shouldn't, but they, they made a, another Jason film set in the universe of Jason X. The God, people, I would love that. The people trying to explain, the teenagers on a camp somewhere trying to explain to each other the backstory of the thing that's chasing them. <laughs> <laughs> I would... The fact that he went to hell. I want that to happen. But the fact, the fact, and then we can do fucking Jason goes to space hell. Yeah, no, no, that'd be so. But there's almost a Rick and Morty quality to that explanation, where it's just like, why is half of him melted and robotic? You know, um, it'd be great. It'd be so great. Um, (laughs) Someone should make that um, serious. They should crowdfund that movie. But. um, Oh, just, just that scene. Just do the scene. You don't even need the Jason. Yeah, He's, someone do a fan short of that. Yeah, there's shit. like there's a door exploding. There's a door, and the door is being forced open. Like the, there's people trying to hold a door desperately closed, and there's a girl screaming, "What is that?" <laughs> and the guy, and the guy gives this lightning fast, yeah, 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 yeah. like no pauses. <laughs> this like rundown of all the Jason movies. <laughs> 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 four machetes. Yeah, but yeah, that's said, right. There's, there's... And then at the end of all the explanations, stab through the door. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's a Rick and Morty quality to that, or where yeah. they're being chased by the Jason thing, and she keeps asking, "What is it?" And he goes, "I don't have time to explain. It's too much." <laughs> <laughs> or like that's the whole scene. They're just running through the woods, explaining the Jason franchise. Yeah, it's a big long scene. Actually, yeah, it's a montage of them running away, and the guy is continuously explaining what it is. And then he hey, isn't there a Crystal Lake on Martha's Vineyard? I, oh, there God. is, I, yeah, but yeah, there is, but like the so yeah, that's that's the scene. As he gives this continuous explanation that goes on, and then and just as he gets to the end of the explanation, explanation, he's like, "Got it," and the girl's like, and before the girl's about to say anything, like a machete sh- like shoots through and like kills the girl he was explaining to, and he's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> Gotta start over with the next girl next to him. Yeah, no, it's great. So you go, and then he was frozen. 
And is that how we got here? No, no, no. There's more in between. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. Wait, hell is real? Oh, yeah. we almost forgot what? the um. Didn't didn't uh, Wes Wes Anderson? No, uh, what's his name? David Cronenberg had a, a oh yeah, cameo. David Cronenberg I, was in the beginning. Yeah, for I, sure. I thought oh, we yeah, should David just mention Cronenberg that real quick. Was the scientist guy at the start. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Okay. Not scientist, military guy. Anyway. Anyway, each okay. each person's final thoughts. I think we're all kind of on the same wavelength anyway, but each person a quick uh, final thought on these three movies in this genre. Uh, yeah, so Jason X was the level of goofiness and that I was expecting from this category. The other two kind of really let, let me down. Um, my other measure is, uh, does this movie want to make me watch more of the other ones because I haven't seen practically any of them and for uh, Craters no uh, Leprechaun no Jason yes I, I want to see more Jason movies now um, I mean I'm the same I, I, I went into this uh, selection thinking oh Christ here we fucking go because they're not the I have an aversion to um, you know these types of things where it's at the end of a very tired franchise and they're just putting it in space for the sake of putting it in space but and the first two movies, Critters Four and Leprechaun, brought me pure and utter despair, whereas Jason X brought me joy, and you know it's a great fun. And even if you don't know much about the genre, if you like hokey fun, action, sci-fi, horror, romance, sex, spot, not at all. It's got, it's all there. And uh, as I said, I just really really liked that. Unlike other things, like even Freddy Krueger, where they tried to go serious. And break the f- the third wall in later ones, or even in Halloween, where they tried to introduce druids for some reason. This just went, yeah, fuck it, you know what? Let's just have fun with this, and it was great. And I and I'd recommend Jason X. Well, I would also recommend Jason X. It's it was I thought I had seen it a long time ago, but maybe I didn't, and it was a lot of fun, especially if you had seen previous movies in the franchise because there were little Easter eggs. Um. Leprechaun was just hot garbage. I mean, the only good Leprechaun was the second one, Leprechaun in the Hood, so fucking go watch that. And uh, Critters was a big letdown, but it wasn't nearly as... It was just sort of like the neutral movie out of these three. It was just like, eh, whatever, but the cast was good, and Leprechaun was just hot garbage spewed all over the universe. I'm I'm gonna say... That, yeah, Jason X was just a good, good, fun movie. Like it, it's like not by the usual standards, but like I, I, I think Jason X is a work of art by more elaborate <laughs> standards. And then I think that uh, Critters or uh, uh, Leprechaun Four was yeah hot, the hottest piece of hot garbage. But I think in a way because Critters Four was so bland. Like, there's no reason for anyone to ever watch Critters 4, I think. Yeah, it has some actors you recognize in it, but the actual film is just blandy McBland mayonnaise garbage. I think Leprechaun 4 is special garbage. It's hot, toxic. Like, if you came across that at the side of the road in a ditch, you wouldn't just look away. You'd, 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 you'd gather your friends. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Take guys, pictures look, of it. Look what I found. Look at this thing. So I think Leprechaun 4, you watch with your friends. Jason X, you, either or, watch by yourself. Watch with, If you watch with your friends, you'll have even more fun, but it's fun to watch by yourself. 
no one needs to watch Critters for. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, J- Jason X is just wonderful. Just, just, just the arc that even that Jason goes on. He's going to be frozen, and then we're talking out in a spaceship, and then a robot kills him, and then he gets turned into a cyborg. What? Yeah, yeah, that's the movie. It was surprisingly <laughs> delightful with all yeah. of its tropey garbage. Yeah, it's great. X gonna give it to you. Is that? Yes! 